jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Um... So there was an exciting development this week on the romantic front for me. <gasps> yeah, is it a is it a is it a, a match connection a love a love connection? Yeah. Well, you know, I told you last week about B Club. Oh yes, 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 yes. Getting the spam bot messages, yes. etc. Yeah, yeah, you're being courted by a casino. <laughs> courted by an online casino. That's your well, MTV reality series. <laughs> Just this morning, hot off the press, <gasps> I got uh, a comment on a post from 2017 from one AJ Digital Marketing, <laughs> who said, nice to see your content. You are sharing such a great info. <laughs> Want to know about best ways to say happy birthday? Ooh! Go to our website, Birthday Wishes for All. So, I guess it's your move, B-Club. <laughs> AJ Marketing is uh, vying for my heart, clearly. The, you are Jane Bennett, and this is <laughs> Mr. Darcy and Wickham right there. Except they're both bots. <laughs> Does it also prove that we have spam bots listening to our show? And they were like, oh, I didn't know she was open to a spam bot relationship. Oh. I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah, they're going for it. They're making the, they're they're wishing for the stars. Exactly. I had been wondering how to say birthday, happy birthday to all sorts of people. So I'm glad (laughs) they got it. Thank God there's a website for it. (laughs) Wait, what is birthday wishes for all? What does it, is the idea that you click it and then they harvest your information? But like, why couldn't they come up with something more compelling? Than you would think, right? Birthday wishes for like the one where there's the Facebook one that was going around for a while where there, you'll get a message from a friend that's been hacked. And it's like, oh, my God, is this video you? Right. And it's like, you want to click that because you're like, oh, no, did they find the video? <laughs> right. Yeah. But birthday wishes for all. Yeah. What if it's a completely benign link? Like, what if it literally is just, like, birthday gifts or something? They're or, like, just... birthday blingy. Remember it's blingy? A, a blingy. Mm-hmm. Remember blingy. That's, what an era. That was a different internet. It's just a sincere spam bot that really earnestly wants to to bring birthday tidings to all. Yeah. Oh, it's Anthony's birthday, but, gosh, how do I say it? <laughs> Well, thank God. Yeah, thank God for happy birthday for all. (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, it's like you said, we're entering the age of Aquarius or what the fuck ever. It's a new era and, you know, spam bots are vying for my cyber heart. The internet is out of control. 
It has never, <laughs> it has never gone. Like I think it, I think it has become fully sentient at this point. Probably, but but um, it is so because we have all gone. We have absolutely all lost our minds and we're all just frantically reacting to each other, reacting, and we're all just always like pushing each other into hysterics over every single thing that happens every single day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think the algorithm or the sentient Skynet being has learned from us and now it's just as wacko as we all are. Oh. I keep getting advert I keep getting advertisements now for for the web for digi- for web therapy. Lisa Kudrow invented it and now it's a real thing. Oh, and I keep getting, but they, I think they found out that I'm a, it's just like how my, my Netflix knows that we're gay and also thinks we're Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it will change, like the Netflix will change the thumbnails on the movie poster to like, it'll be like, Hey, here's that one character actress that you love. That's in two seconds of this movie. Gotcha mm. fag. Or like, here's, here's Kevin <laughs> yeah. on Bling Empire shirtless. Gotcha fag. But it's, it, so it does that. But then now the web ads are aware that I also do drag. And so now I just get therapy ads from drag queens that pop up on the computer and they they say, are you feeling bad during the pandemic? And they're like full drag. Or I get weird, weird therapy ads from gay people that like, there's this one woman that looks like the Mad Hatter and she's trying to convince me to buy a therapy session. But these hmm. people look absolutely batshit crazy. And I just, the internet has lost all of its hinges, and I don't know what to do anymore. Weird. Yeah. Well, I've shown you screen caps that all of my algorithms (laughs) on everything, everything, (laughs) YouTube, Instagram, Netflix, like the entire internet algorithm thinks I'm Asian because I've just been consuming music and movies. And so... It's not only will they show me advertisements for actual Asian things, like, don't you want to buy some chopsticks or whatever, but it'll be like... <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> not the best advertising, but what are you going to do? Uh, but uh, even the advertisements for, like, Pine Sol will have Asian people in it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so it's like a whole different world of commercials that I'm like, why don't you just show these to to people all the time yeah oh imagine the diversity on screen when they don't just think (laughs) they don't just mistakenly assume our ethnicity because of our interests exactly well i show you like the big evolution was getting the one for the asian dating service that was like Uh don't don't you want to find an asian single and then i was like god damn like a month or two later the fucking algorithm updated and figured out i was gay because it was like don't you want to meet an asian princess oh my god (laughs) i gotta stop watching city pop videos man I just don't like the internet making these assumptions and then also being correct. This pandemic must end. It's very upsetting. I need away from the internet. I need back in the real world. Oh well. Oh well. Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, well, I think it must be said. I don't know how many people who are listening actually watched this movie we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Usually, everyone, I have to say, y'all listening right now are real good at doing your homework. Yeah, and that's, I love that. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's cool. It feels like, it feels interactive, you know? Yeah. 
so this is available for rent streaming rental on Amazon. That's how I watched it. And I would just like to say off the top, I can't believe Anthony told everybody this was going to be a good movie. It's rec- <laughs> recommended that we do it. I just can't believe you would do that, Anthony, because here we are. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I am truly disgusted with myself. Thank you. Using this platform to spread such vile media. Um, I'm like, out five ninety nine because on this very show you <laughs> said, "Oh, I heard Wrong Turn twenty twenty one is good." <laughs> I read it somewhere reminds, that it's good. It reminds me of when on um, I recommended the Descent Part Two on my blog, Blindle Blurl. <laughs> It's, I just, I keep doing that and I don't know why. I just can't stop. You have a problem. I have a problem. If only someone would stop me and hold me accountable. Clearly. Just Who's... kidding. Yeah, look, I gas, I'm gaslighting Anthony, okay? <laughs> All right, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to gaslight Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, we have always been at war with Wrong Turn 2021. This is true. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to sue whatever website it was where I saw that review because this movie is not good. What? That's the whole time I was watching this movie because I I ended up renting it too because it got checked out of the movie madness. And so I didn't get my free DVD. You finally had to pay for one of these things. (laughs) I had to pay for one too. And look what I fucking paid for. So I know what you feel. I know how you feel now. I put on this fucking movie maybe like 10 minutes before we put it on I get a text from uh, (laughs) Stacey Ponder that says I'm watching Wrong Turn I apologize ha ha emoji (laughs) Jason says oh no we put on the movie and I'm like there's still a glimmer of hope in me I'm like maybe it picks up later and Stacey just hasn't gotten to that point yet you know who am I kidding? I had no glimmers. I had no glimmers. The whole time I watched this movie, I just said, what fucking website, what fucking review did Stacy read? That said, I, like, hon- I honestly think it was from the Roger Ebert website. What? Yeah. I would have assumed it was just one of those people on Twitter that wants to get in like, no. Fangoria or Shudder. No, 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 no. I, I tend to not read those things. It was from the, I'm pretty sure it was from the Roger Ebert. And I was like, okay. Not Roger Ebert himself, obviously. It wasn't somebody fucking fucking transcribed a Ouija board or whatever, you know. Vincent Gallo was was (laughs) channeling the ghost of Roger Ebert. Yeah. Why? Why would, what did they say that, what, do you remember any qualifiers or context for how they said this was a good movie? No, because I didn't read the whole thing. Oh! (laughs) The plot thickens! (laughs) I read the paragraph and then i was like oh they said it was pretty good and they gave it like several stars uh and so i thought well i don't want to read anymore because i don't want to be spoiled you said on this show i'm sorry on this show i said (laughs) thank you people are saying it's good which implies multiple reads from multiple like uh, this implies a chain (laughs) of peer review (laughs) the people in my head <laughs> Obviously, read one sentence of a review, and it went from there. It was like a game of telephone I had with myself, where at the beginning someone said, 
It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. And by the time it came out of my mouth, it was people are saying it's really good. And then you went back to Googling Yubin. Guilty. (laughs) I don't get any of that information wrong, I tell you that. That's true. That is true. Because you read it thoroughly, Stacey. I put on my gay goggles. (laughs) I look very respectfully at a lot of pictures of Yubin. And then I say, let's do wrong turn. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it's good. I heard it somewhere it's good. It's such a it's such a point A to point B. It's just such a natural turn of events. This movie, the only glimmer I had was where I said, Boy, I must be real far into this thing. And then I paused it and it was forty five minutes and it still had over an hour to go. It's two hours long. Two fucking hours long. I I do apologize on Anthony's behalf for anybody <laughs> who rented this movie to watch it for this show. I'm sorry. We all lost five ninety nine. We all okay. did. We all did. Hey, at the very least, at least they the even the studio whoever recognized the value of this film. I mean, five ninety nine is still too much for this. But they mm-hmm. recognize that this isn't at least this isn't a twenty dollar Barb and Star release, right? Yeah. This is a five ninety. This is a this is the Walmart discount bin, and it feels like it. It was bad. <laughs> That's, That's my review. Now, see if that review had started <laughs> that way. We wouldn't be here. Who knows what we'd be talking about? Did RogerEbert.com like it because because it tries to be, like, up to date? Because it's like, here's the millennial cast. And they're, like, they're interracial. <laughs> Two of them are gay. <laughs> like, you they know, talk about, it's like, um, like, red state versus blue state at first, right. maybe. Maybe it was a reviewer who doesn't watch horror movies and who thought that the earnestness of inclusivity was good and thought they were doing something different from other horror movies. Here's what I'll say about this inclusive cast, okay? Oh my god. Three couples. One is a white woman and a black man. Mm -hmm. One are two white people. The other one are like a Hispanic and a, I guess, Middle Eastern Mm-hmm. Both men, they're gay couple. And you know that they're gay because they hold hands the whole time. They hold hands. Now, I will say this. This shows you how far we have come in the horror industry. Is that, did the black guy die first? No, the gay Muslim died first, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Gruesomely, maybe the mo- one of the most gruesome deaths in the film. He was attacked by a log. <laughs> yeah, they got chased by a log <laughs> through the woods. He got attacked by a log and he died first. Okay? It wasn't the black man. All right? Now, you could say, well, all of that diversity. However, the movie is still the story of the cis, straight, white woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> That's basically where it ends. <laughs> yeah, but I know there's a part of me who's just like, are you just being like a bitchy gay and being like, this isn't good? And, it's just that it's so, I feel two ways about it. It's just like, you know, 30 years ago, this would have been just a group of white people, white straight people. Yeah. And so you say, well, look at them try. But then also, 
the characters are so uninteresting and charmless across the board that it's just like putting a black person in there isn't anything unless you're just gonna like make them human you know like but then it also forgets that that character exists yeah oh at one point in the film which is also interesting because this movie is written by alan McElroy, who is a black horror screenwriter who Mm -hmm. wrote who wrote who also shockingly wrote the original wrong turn um Mm -hmm. who also wrote halloween (laughs) four but 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 he's also the guy that wrote halloween four right (laughs) so like i mean no offense um daniel harris but it's not a hit maker it's not like he was known for the complex script of wrong turn let's be real wrong turn the original film was known because it had eliza dushku who we were all in love with and it Mm. had those stan winston uh inbred cannibals right um there's also sort of do the actors themselves have an innate charm? Wrong Turn also had Jeremy Sisto. Who doesn't love Jeremy Sisto? He's great. He's great. Even when he's betraying Brittany Murphy and Clueless. Exactly. You still love Jeremy Sisto. And so, like, I think the original had that going for it also. And these actors are just, you don't really, I mean, it's horror movies. So there are plenty of slasher movies where you don't know everybody's names. Plenty of slasher movies where characters don't have names. You watch the credits and they're just like, person number three. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so that could just be like my nostalgia eyeballs. Yeah. Being like, I don't know, the movie from 1982 was so charming. Maybe in, you know, whatever, 40 years from now, somebody will be like, wrong turn, 2021 is so charming, those characters. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, those memorable characters. Yeah, like gay number one, gay number two. (laughs) That was, honestly, I was so, like, I was like, they, they thought this is enough? Right. To have a gay couple that we know. Also, also, so, what what's this movie about? Like, they, the, they're they going on a, a Appalachian Trail backpacking trip. Right. To find themselves or something. These are young, upstart, fresh out of college. Like, the her, her Jen is the main white woman who's the star and... Her boyfriend, uh, Darius, is a, um, he has a nonprofit, or he wants to start a nonprofit, and he wants to build a community where everyone pulls their own weight, and they're valued for their contributions, not for their race or their creed, which you might want to remember that information for later in the movie. You might also want to say, it's a nonprofit, but you still need some sort of a business plan, and that's a little vague. What are you actually gonna do, Darius? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? What does your nonprofit actually do? Yeah, are you gonna fucking give coats to people who need them, or what? Like, what's the actual thing you're gonna do versus just like I want everyone to be treated equally? Yeah. So when they when this when these this group of friends, it's those two. They stop in Virginia Town. To, to go to a bar and they, they have a weird interaction with some locals who they immediately just read as like idiots and the, the locals immediately read them as just like, you know, dumb hipster kids. I think he even says he goddamn hipster freaks are ruining the world or whatever. Um, and then they say, hold on a minute, buddy. He runs a nonprofit. I have two masters. She's an influencer and a doctor. He's white. And, <laughs> and then... The, so, like, all the straight people have all these accomplishments and achievements under their belt or whatever. And then the two gays, oh, they run a bistro. They run a bistro and they hold hands. Because that's now how, that's the only thing that makes them gay. Besides the fact that... 
and I say, who are these young millennials who, like, she's an oncologist already. She has two master's degrees, <laughs> running bistros, doing all this shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, in real life, people are like, I can't afford bread. Yeah. Like, there are no jobs for me, and I graduated $100,000 in college debt. Hell. Can you stop making memes about avocado toast? I'm actually struggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually dying. I can't afford to go to the doctor. And maybe maybe that's implied with the Jin character because she has the two masters, but like her dad, who is Matthew Modine, who I think they thought was the big draw to this film when they made it. Um, her dad has a scene earlier on where he's talking with his wife who looks like she's 10 years older than her, mo- than her mother. Um, that He has a scene where he's like, oh, she's going out to find herself or whatever. She can't, she can't figure out where she, so maybe they're trying to imply that millennial stress there. I don't know. Right. After two, two master's degrees. Two masters. How old is she supposed to be? Like, they have to be at least 30, all of them, for the amount of schooling that they've had. Yeah, yeah. And yet it's just like, I get what they were trying to do with this, but it just, it just flat out didn't work it doesn't work it's the gay thing is just offensive that they they literally i said they killed the gay guy first yeah like there's another film this kind of that kind of reminded that aspect reminded me of and it's um this film called the ranger and and it's this little 80s throwback you know kind of supernatural slasher where these punks they get in some, they have some criminal something happens, I can't remember what, and they run off and they flee into the woods and there's a crazy park ranger that's trying to kill them all. And there's a gay couple in it. And like, I think one of the gays dies earlier on. I think both the gays end up dying. But, I mean, everyone dies. But the gays, um, it like, they actually have a relationship and like, they kiss and like, one of them is actually really sad and won't let go of his boyfriend's body when he's dead. And like, it just, even though it kind of does a similar thing, it feels much more invested in them as gay people. Mm-hmm. versus in here it's like do you see what we did 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 we right. win did twitter do you like this this is this is wrong turn he him his they them theirs like this yeah. is wrong turn with pronouns and it's just yes. doesn't, i don't think it works well especially when you look at the big picture and you know like i said it's still the white straight girl story yeah it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. How, about, how about if we have that character be a black woman for once and that was also my whole problem with the foundation that they find. Yeah. So, okay, okay. So they go to this bar. They're like, whatever. They, they get mad at the yokels and then they, they, everyone's uncomfortable and then they go off and they leave. The bed and breakfast hostess, who should be the star of this film. I want to play that role. <laughs> I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be the desk woman. Yes! I want to be in a movie. Somebody like, rings a bell and there you come. And I come out wiping my hands on my dress. <laughs> Yes. You know, and I'm like, how long are you kids going to be here? Like, I just, please, just someday. That's all I want in this life. No rowdiness after nine o'clock. Yeah. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear your humping. (laughs) They're like, this got four stars on (laughs) (laughs) Yelp? This woman. <sighs> Is that a K-pop altar behind her office? <laughs> Don't look at it! Don't you look at it! Her last name is Digital Marketing? Who is this? <laughs> I love her. I stand her. 
<laughs> so she she tells them don't go far off the trail. Of course, two seconds later, they go far off the trail. They don't actually. They don't even go far off the trail. They take one step off a hill, and then a log chases them, explodes the gay guy. Uh, they all freak out. They end up through a, running through a series of traps. They find people that look like Captain Caveman, the old cartoon. <laughs> uh, they end up embroiled in this cult. They're trapped in this cult. One of them tries. He gets stuck in a trap. He kills one of the cultists thinking that they're going to like sacrifice him or something and then they they end up being introduced and and all kidnapped and pulled into this cult society where the cult puts them on trial blah 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 and the the whole thing with this cult it's called the foundation because the idea was they broke off from the united states they they could tell that the civil war was coming and so but they believed in america where much like darius's business his not business plan for the nonprofit, he wants to see an america with united by races all races and creeds regardless of uh, of that but um uh, but based on your contributions and this is that cult yeah and how much more interesting would it have been if instead of being run by some gross aggro dude who is the dad from we are who we are Mm -hmm. or we are what we are what why wasn't that like a fucking cool woman that runs it to make it a little bit more complicated yeah instead it's like run by the middle-aged white man and his family, his daughter, like all his white relatives are the ones who are kind of like the council and who are running this show. Mm-hmm. We don't see, for all of its egalitarian, the women still have to just like be baby machines. Yeah. Uh, but like none of this was the point though. It was just like, oh, it's going to make Darius really, you know, think about things. <laughs> You know, it's just like, it was the same old shit, and they were vaguely Slavic? I don't know what their accents Why? were supposed to be. Why was everyone Eastern European? Yeah. Get, I was like, in 150 years, they developed a, lang- a new language <laughs> and, uh, um, and a new accent. While they're still going into town to sell their hair bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> the cultist lemonade stand. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, the whole point was that, you know, to save themselves from punishment, uh, Jen and Darius decide to join the cultists. Six months later, Matthew Modine goes looking for them, and you say to yourself, the first time you see Matthew Modine, you say, is Mick Garris in this movie? (laughs) And then you realize it's Matthew Modine, and you have a heart attack, and Mm -hmm. you say, oh my god, we are all marching inexorably towards the grave. Yeah, the reaper's uh, bony (laughs) hand caresses your cheek. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, I need a coin so I can get across the river. (laughs) Karen? Yeah, yeah, like, row my ass across, motherfucker. (sighs) Like, I just, it just, so he goes, it's been six weeks, he goes looking for them, Uh, Jen has been She's the wife of the guy in charge of it, and she's pregnant now, and oh, are they going to stay with the foundation, or are they going to get out? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? It's like, there might almost be an interesting idea in there of, like, to save yourself, you do things you don't think you would do, or, you know, like, but it's just dumb. It's dumb, and it's never developed. It's never developed. We just, we don't see their life in this. They, she's like, ah, oh, we'll join the cult. 
And then Darius is a, a bro with everybody automatically because he's a man. And yeah. then it's like, well, she has to get married. And then it's like, get ready to have babies. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all we see of the cult. And so it's like, are we supposed to actually think that they're doing a good thing or a bad thing? Or like they're also still just going into town all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just none of it made any sense. And it was so long and boring. <laughs> Well, and it's supposed to be like, it's, yeah, it's trying to, they think they're trying to pose these philosophical questions at you. Like, if you look at, 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 at that that thing that you bring, bring up about what is the allure of the cult? What, how do they, how do they become part of it? How do they get sucked into it? What keeps them there? Right. Like, Midsummer does a really great, mid, that's like kind of a subplot in Midsummer. It's almost subtextual in Midsummer. And Midsummer right. does a great job with that, where it's like, okay, so she's choosing one abusive relationship for a different kind of relationship that is also all-consuming. Yes. And also there's an underlying, you could argue there's an underlying layer of like white supremacy, but then how far she's deciding to, to, to choose to go into that to get away from another problem in her life. So there's so much more there. There's just so much more meat on the bones. And in this, they think it's enough to just kind of set up the scenario, but not actually explore anything. Right. And with the plot structure, which is so fucking bizarre, because this is told in, like, five acts, and they're all disconnected from each other, kind of. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. it begins to get into the scene, or the act, and then it just cuts ahead, like, six weeks later. Or it goes six weeks before. Or it goes, here's the dream sequence after. (laughs) Like, it's just Mm -hmm. so fucking weird. And, like, like, it's, it's, like, is, is this why is the cult why are we supposed to think like oh they made the mistake by killing the cultist he made the mistake by killing the cultist and actually the cultists are good and they were just going to free them and this is an amazing beautiful egalitarian thing and oh look you mistook us for scary bone people because we just wear scary bones when we're hunting even though that's also all we wear all the time So I'm like, which is it? Are they egalitarian? Uh, you know, even though the townspeople are all terrified of them and they have a room full of chainsaws and and <laughs> bones and backpacks and cell phones and they have a cave that they blind people and throw them into. Mm-hmm. Which is it? Is this the descent to meets Nexium? What is what is happening? <laughs> That's the thing. This is if it's a cult, make it alluring. Give me a reason to want to go in there. Have the cult leader be Nancy Saltzman. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing enticing about it, and there isn't even anything enticing about it for the one character who's like, "I want a utopia." Darius, yeah. who you might say, like, "Wow, what a statement it is that you know a black man in America that this is the better option." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the point. He says, like, when she's leaving, because she gets all. <laughs> She she gets all like Spirit Halloween, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> and she has her feather and her bow and arrow. And she's like, come on, Darius. And he's like, no, they see me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, also, I enjoy toilets, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, like this foundation bullshit would have to be so good for me to give up access to a toilet. Yeah. And a shower. And, like, my clothes. Yeah. And pictures of you then you know like you really need to entice me Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't see how like living in a cave yeah with without eyes covered (laughs) as captain caveman in bones put these bones on your head and they say well we have no poverty or war or cancer and it's like you how do you not have cancer (laughs) 
How are you so perfect, even though you're all covered in shit, yeah. you don't have cancer? Cancer, not getting diagnosed, does not equal not ever having cancer. <laughs> no cancer. It, none of it worked. None of it worked. <laughs> so weird does Dari does Darius know about them because he's like he's like early on he like researches the shit out of the town that they go to and it's like he talks about how all these abolitionists came from this part of of Virginia and uh and then it's, I guess it's supposed to be implied that those abolitionists they all broke off and formed the foundation right mm-hmm. but then like when they're on the hill or like they're going up on the trail and he wants them to go further up the mountain or whatever he's like no let's go over here and it's like he's trying to lead them towards it but then he doesn't know about them well that would have been something if he knew about it and but it's also just like well you could just go yourself yeah you don't need yeah. to lure all of your friends who clearly are not interested. It's like, what's going to happen to those bistro? Everybody's going to show up at the bistro and be like, have you seen gay and other gay? Where have they been? <laughs> right? And they would say, I don't see color or, or orientation. <laughs> yeah. I don't see sexualities. <laughs> so the bistro is going to close. All the oncologist patients are going to die. <laughs> right. I just, what a turd. Like, an a actual turd. fucking turd. What a turd. Why is this, why is Jen, Spirit Halloween, Horizon Zero Dawn, why is she supposed to be, why Why does she say, okay, okay, cultists, I know you're about to kill us. I know you just brutally smashed apart the head of our friend who was on a uh, night court trial here in cave, cave court. <laughs> but don't kill us. We can contribute to your foundation. Darius wants to start a nonprofit, <laughs> and you can fuck me. And like you don't you you talk about how he can build communities, but then your go to is and I have make babies as well, even yeah. though you have their two masters, and that was maybe going to be the setup for that. Why is a woman's value in this only based around fertility? Once again, because she had those useless like theater majors or whatever right she was a use like she had like art history and theater or something so she that's why she was so lost anthony because she got her she spent all that money and got her degrees in things that just are not useful in any capacity and trust me i would know uh i I mean she could have that's realistic excuse me she could have started a blog and a podcast like hello thank you but so she has no purpose and so she says my purpose is my functioning uterus yeah you can have myself. I give myself. Right. And then when it's over and she escapes, she keeps the baby. She ends up Why does she to... keep the baby? Why does she keep the baby? I am unsure. But then she just goes and works for her dad's company anyway. And so it's just like, what was the point? Like, how, what did she learn? She learned how to throw knives at people? <laughs> that was the that was the only like plus out of all yeah. of this movie is like oh Jen can throw a knife and hit a motherfucker from twenty feet away that's it yeah she she knows how to do that she doesn't know how to tell her dad put down your giant fucking flashlight and stop shouting for me as we're trying to escape <laughs> maybe don't shoot all your bullets into the air yeah that could be a start like and then she takes the there's the child Ruthie. Ruthie, get a fucking life, Ruthie. This mute child who's just kind of always at the periphery, and then I guess, I don't know, and I don't care. I don't want to think about it anymore. This movie sucked. It was two hours of my life. I fucking hated it. The more we talk about it, the stupider it gets. 
It was why so did, stupid. Why do they have a lemonade stand? Why do they go into town? Everybody knows about them, right? If they make a whole point about how they don't bother us and we don't bother them. Yeah. And like they never see each other. And these people are have been anonymous since 1859. They've been living the M. Night Shyamalan, the village since then. Yeah. But... But then they occasionally also go into town to sell bracelets? They sell bracelets! What are they using the money for? They don't need the money! You don't need the money in your utopia. And if you're just fucking going to Wegmans to get some groceries, then just live in a house and go to Wegmans. Yeah. Why does, where do they get the RV at the end? What, what is <laughs> happening in this movie? I hated it. It just, it, it felt like they took, it, it just felt like, it just felt like a really bad Far Cry sequel. <laughs> yes. Oh, Yes. Yes. I don't understand this movie. Yeah, it was not it, good. And it, and most shockingly, it made me just want to watch the original again, even though we rewatched it not too long ago and realized it just doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work, but also it was simple. Yeah. It was, here's these creepos in the woods. Oh no, they trapped you. Now they're going to get you. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all it was. And that's what I loved about it at the time was like, we hadn't had something like that in so long. Yeah. And that was it. Like the the particulars of it, I think, haven't aged very well. But also it did have me reminiscing and being like, oh, Jeremy Sistel. <laughs> oh, yeah, Eliza right? Dushku. Like, you know. Tank tops. Yeah, tank tops. Like, Remember that era when we were all afraid of rural America? <laughs> Exactly. And this is trying to do the same thing, but put a spin on it of like, well, but what if, like, what if none of you have seen Tucker and Dale versus evil? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What if the Hicks that you're afraid of are actually going to save you at the end? Mm -hmm. And the other Hicks that you're afraid of who say that they're good, they actually are bad. (laughs) Hmm. Does that make you think? Did you see that we put people of color in it Hmm? it really makes you think it's just i you haven't seen the hunt right no i actually really liked it um i feel like that movie did a much better job of just like if you want to try to address address this like quote unquote both sides thing right the hunt like actually like did an interesting job with it it had a funny take on like oh actually the problem is just very outspoken white people (laughs) like it was it was funny and it was like gory and gross and weird and it just it felt like it actually even though it was a very um the plot was you know just very hanging from a loose thread it wasn't it wasn't extremely thought out like it it had more to say about anything than this this just thinks it has something to say mm-hmm. but instead it just like it it it, it bought the the accoutrements and then didn't know what to do with them mm-hmm. and then they're just sitting there and then you say what is what is, what is this movie happening why is bed and breakfast hostess not the star <laughs> yeah none of this makes sense why am i still watching this? i don't know why is it two fucking hours why is it two hours and then i wonder is it enough to put a group of people in a movie and have them get killed off one by one anymore? Right. Did that, has that time passed? It's possible. If you are just going to do that, it needs to be really good. Like, you, there needs to be some special zest. 
whether it's just like great dialogue super incredible effects like there has to be something to make some like that sort of basic structure stand out yeah otherwise it's just boring this movie took itself so fucking seriously yeah and it's like yeah the the rednecks came to rescue the people at the end but they also still had confederate flags on their trucks like like what am i supposed to assume like well yeah they're racist but (laughs) (laughs) but the egalitarians that's the problem yeah like i just the egalitarians where like no black people speak and it's it's still completely heteronormative to to, like to mad max fury road extremes where the women are just baby makers they had one black person on council they did yes well that was i i do stand corrected that was the like the shaman you know who's like isn't who isn't gonna speak it is just gonna be like whoa and point at somebody and like do they have a name or what you know just like ay 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 it's true ay 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 it's true and if you're gonna make us watch a movie like this put lorenza izzo in it god damn it <laughs> well it, i mean that's the thing is like there has to be something and this movie had nothing yeah yeah exactly the 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 highlight for me was bill sage like he said the patriarch from we are what we are because i love we are what we are mm-hmm. but then seeing him kind of in the same role i'm like how does he have such a nice haircut he does he when does. they're using like animal jaws to cut their hair i would assume his wife or his daughter looks like you know chewbacca <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like got a nice, his you know, a great hairstyle. But then I was like, well, I could just be watching We Are What We Are. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and you could watch him be devoured by his daughters. Exactly. Instead, he says, well, welcome to my American cult. This is my daughter, Svetlana. Yeah. <laughs> she sells hair on the side of the road. She'll make hair bracelet for you. We love Ayn Rand. <laughs> like, what was this movie? What are they using the money for? What is the money for? Do they actually have to buy supplies even though they're completely entirely self-sufficient? This is, yeah. This is the question. Why do they all wear bones all the time? Why wear bones? We are not scary. We are covered in poop and bones. (laughs) What a disaster. Anthony, I can't believe, can't believe I listened to you for this. And I... I offer my most humble apology. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. Yeah, I, I will. I will call myself in. I will do an accountability process. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Next yeah. time, read the whole review. Would you please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have learned. I have learned not to just glimpse at a headline <laughs> and announce to my my tens of to followers. My tens of listeners. <laughs> yeah. And when? that's why I can't wait for Children of the Corn remake. Oh, we'll be doing that one for sure. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> Lord knows we never learned shit on this no, show. No. Whatever lesson we were just talking about is already gone. But that's the other question. If this movie is this bad, but RogerEbert.com likes it, then what is what has gone so wrong with the Children of the Corn remake that they won't release that? Yeah, that must be a real shit show. It really has to be. I can't. I can't wait. Oh, well. <laughs> well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Stacy, take off your bone hat. <laughs> and are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? 
Yes, I'll place my head on your chopping block. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the chopping block. <laughs> Why were they Russian? Why were they Russian? I was like, is this trying to say something about like Putin? I just—it made no sense. Who made that decision? Who designed this film? Okay, I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking yeah, about it. I it's... have to wash my hands. Yeah, yeah, done, done, Zio. Already forgotten. Um, I feel that, uh, I don't know if another apology is in order. Oh. Well, last week's chopping block. <laughs> Listen, I was editing that sh- that the show. And that chopping block, by the time I got through it, I said, my God, I'm annoying myself. <laughs> and so, please, listeners, if you have returned this week after that, shit show of a chopping block i'm sorry uh thank you for bearing with us thank you for returning <laughs> we yeah. just got really excited about saint maude <laughs> yeah. and then andrew like weber it seems i mean i we are two like a week two weeks away from a year in quarantine everyone we can't help it that's true oh that's true i guess we can't help it be be, be forgiving to yourself and and also <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't have me apologize for that oh i should have damn it you should have you could have you could have continued the the, the gaslight grift that way <laughs> i'm trying oh. i love that chopping block i can't wait for the full sarah brightman cover album from you <laughs> maybe that should be my quarantine phase whatever phase this is project it could I be just, your King Lear. I just, you know, you're if you have like a roommate or something and you get tired of the roommate, you can go in another room and shut the door. I cannot escape my roommate. <laughs> She's always here. She's in my mind, man. <laughs> like, I cannot escape myself. And just listening to that chopping block, I was like, what are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Just answer a question about a fucking horror movie. (laughs) That's all you have to do. That's your job here. It was brilliant, Stacey. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But I do love that there is a, that you do have, um, you you share real estate in your brain with a little goblin that will be like, Uh, hey, watch Wrong Turn. Hey, (laughs) sing Phantom of the Opera. Seriously? Like, I just get up in the morning, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, you're still here? Yeah. Like, don't you have somewhere else to be? Yeah. It's amazing you can still see yourself in that mirror with all the cracks that keep appearing every time you look in it. (laughs) Why? Because I'm ugly? No, because you're fractured. Your fractured consciousness. Oh, like in oh, 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 like the cover of uh, Urban Legend or something. Right? Yes, yes. Okay, I thought you you're were, Brenda Bates. I thought you were insulting me. No, I'm comparing you to Brenda Bates, who is a beautiful vixen <laughs> with that amazing <laughs> crimped perm thing. Well, anyway, well, here, here we are. Another installment of this. Why don't you tell them what it is this time? Welcome back to our celebrated board game. Is it a board game? Welcome back to the chopping block. 
Um, because every horror podcast, every queer horror podcast needs a game show component. Uh, on the chopping block, we someone is asked three categories. You choose from three <laughs> categories. I got this. You choose from three categories. You choose a category. You have 10 seconds to answer each question in the category. Um, uh, unless you call out, I want the wig. In which Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 descends from the heavens and is placed on your head if we decide it's that wig and not actually Rhonda Johnson's wig or the crawler's wig from the hit film um, The Descent Part 2, which will confuse the heads they are non-binary executioner and buy you an additional... Is it 10 seconds? <laughs> We've been playing this game for months, I should know. I believe it is 10 seconds, yes. It buys you an additional 10 seconds. If you get any question wrong, you're dead, it's over, and then um, uh, that's it. If you win, you get a gold star. A karmic gold star. That's the chopping block. Uh, yeah, okay, sure, that's how it works. Thank you. Yeah. You went first last week. I remember that much. So that means I go first this week. Does that mean you answer first? Yes, indeed. That's what it means. Oh, how exciting. Is it? Okay. I don't know. It could be. I I don't have any new categories for you, so actually it's (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a dollar discount day. Triple D, baby. All right. Okay. So, okay, I'm bringing back some categories, okay? You ready for this? I'm, you would not believe how ready I am. I am willing to test that belief. All right, (laughs) your categories are, and I'm going to have some recent ones, I'm going to have an old one. Okay. We're going to go with, I'm no lady, I'm an anthropologist. In, In which I name a working gal in a horror film, and you just have to tell me what her profession is. Your next category, your oldie, your moldy oldie, is the cash-in inning, mm. in which I name a horror film, and you tell me the title of the first sequel to that film. The first, okay. So that so could j- be like a part three, and I'd have to name a part four? Or is it all part ones? And I They're know. all part ones, and you tell me the initial sequel title. A okay. lot of them are made for TV titles. Uh, oh, because these Ooh. are these are these are cheap, trashy cash ins. I see, I see, and Ooh. that's why this is the cash in inning. Yeah, Ooh. and your last title is or, or not title. Your last category is uh, which one do we want to pick here? I should have done this in advance. Oh my god! <laughs> what? I'm very professional, Stacy. I can I read. Your last category is hashtag not my killer, in which you have to describe the, uh, these are, well, actually, this is not a, a, a solid, I say one thing, you tell me the answer. They, they all vary, but these are centered around imposter killers in horror franchise oh. sequels for the most part. Yes. Um, so, your categories are hashtag not my killer, the cash in inning. Or, I'm no lady, I'm an anthropologist. I think I'm, you, I, you tantalized me with the idea of a shitty made-for-TV remake. I knew the words TV would get you. That got made-for-TV. That's just, I mean, that's my mantra. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these are, a lot of these are just plain old TV remakes. That's true. Sure. 
Okay, okay. So maybe one of these... <laughs> Did you lie? I might have made one mistake now are that you, I looked at something. Are you trying to gaslight me? I might be trying to gaslight you. Maybe... Welcome to my uh, my mirror, my hall of mirrors, Stacey. How does it feel? Uh, one of these is a is a is a non film media based sequel. Oh, okay. But it exists in the zeitgeist, so I think you might know it. All right, let's just do it. Whatever okay, is gonna happen, going I'm either it. gonna die or I'm just gonna wish I died. So, <laughs> listen, it's Pisces season. We're doing the it's best win-win. we can. It's win win. <laughs> it's win win. Okay, Stacy. Ready. Are you ready for this? I'm the cash in inning. Ready. I'm just going to name the title. All you have to do is tell me the title of the sequel. Okay. Salem's Lot. Return to Salem's Lot. Ding, ding, ding. Well done. That's a bad movie. Did you see it? I've seen it. It was bad. What, what happened? They just go back and they're like, hey, there's still vampires here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, well, here we are at Salem's Lot. <laughs> Everybody left. <laughs> And then it's over. Credits roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, Okay, well done. See, you're already on this. I'm already. I'm ready. Question two. Here's an easy one, I think. Question two. The Shining. Oh. uh, Doctor Sleep. Ding, ding, ding. You haven't seen it. I have not seen it. I don't think. I I mean, I've. (laughs) Nah. You would hate it. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever even bother. I've been, I've been tempted, but I just say there are other ways to spend my time. This is true. This is true. Okay, this one, question three. Now, I will just give you this. This did not get a film adaptation. However, it exists in the zeitgeist as a uh, book, perhaps. All right? Okay. Question three. Rosemary's Baby. Look what happened to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> That's a movie. Is that not the second one? Wait, is that real? Son of Rosemary. There's this Son of Rosemary. Son of Rosemary. Isn't there? For. Look what's happening to Rosemary's baby. Oh I don't know my if that's... god, that's real. Isn't it? I disqualify that... myself. You win. <laughs> it was either real it... or the best dream I've ever had. <laughs> this is Stephen McCaddy, Patty Duke, Ruth Gore. Wait. Yeah. No. What? Ruth Gordon came back? But this time with Patty Duke as Rosemary? Mm-hmm. Somebody Stacey, explodes, I think. I didn't even know the answer for the question I asked you. I thought there was just the book with Ira Levin. I see. You know what? It's been a hard week. It really has. <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, I mean, with all of the preparation you did for this week, I'm surprised. You could tell, the... huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was so busy being so upset with myself that I chose this movie and that I would have to apologize to all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's funny. seriously called Look What Happened to Rosemary's Baby. Isn't it? Look What's Happened to Rosemary's yeah, Baby. Yeah, but that just sounds like a Steve Gutenberg movie with like Kirstie Alley maybe has a cameo. Oh, sh- what year is it? This 1976. Yeah, see, it's, that's, I mean, there were, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That is hilarious. I also can't believe that they came back except for Patty Duke. Um, well done, Stacy. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, Thank next you. up. Next up. What was the first initial sequel to The Stepford Wives? Oh, God damn it. 
Is it the Stepford Husbands? No! Unfortunately, it was not. The Stepford Husbands was later on. It was the Revenge of the Stepford Wives. Oh. Starring one Marge Simpson. Mm-hmm. Julie Kavner? Yeah, yeah, she gets Stepforded. Really? I don't yeah, think I even in, knew that existed. In this one, it's made for TV. Like in this one, it's super weird. Like they're all, they're all, it's, they're not robots. They're like controlled by like a pill that, and like a siren that sets off that tells them when to take a pill. Ooh. It's really weird. And then it was the step for children. And then they did um, the Stepford Husbands in the 90s where the the evil, it was like, you know, people, Rush Limbaugh existed. So they're like, what if the women turned all the men into robots because they're feminazis? <laughs> I don't. Th- I did not know there were that many. Oh, there's too many. Yeah. Shit. Well. Well done. I, I died, but my ghost learned something. So <laughs> it's all worth it. You learned that I didn't put in the work this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh. Well. Okay. Now it's your turn. I guess that's how this works. That is. Yeah, so you have three categories, one of which is new, two, two of which are unnew. Uh, your first category, I don't know what came over me, which is all about possession movies. I describe a movie that's got some possession stuff in it, you tell me the title. Okay? Mm-hmm. Category two, The Jerk Store. <laughs> used to be called something else jerk related but i changed it to the jerk store Mm. where i give you a line of dialogue you tell me the horror movie jerk who said the line oh i love that and category three your new category is screaming blanket hams (laughs) which is all about baby based horror (gasps) movies or baby scenes in horror movies. It's got to do with babies in horror movies. And that's a baby is a screaming blanket ham? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what came over me. The Jerk Store or Screaming Blanket Hams. <sighs> Motherfucker. You know, okay. Screaming Blanket Hams is... I want to honor that title in that category. Mm. Because that is a beautiful, a beautiful um, assemblage of words. However, <laughs> I don't think I've seen enough baby horror to oh, speak to yeah. that. Sure, you have. I don't know that I have. Sure, you have. I think. I think. I think. I'm thinking. I thinking. I'm thinking. I want to try the. Um, I don't know what came over me. Oh, okay. I think I want to dabble in some devil's business. Maybe devils. Just possession, possession in general. Possession in general, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I want to try that. I want to try that. Hit me, hit me. I don't All right, I think me. this will be partially easy, partially oh, a little challenge, perhaps. Oh, fuck. What have I done? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Go with the blanket hands. Question one. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Question one. I didn't know this 2002 Paris Hilton film was about possession. What? I want the wig already. 
2002, Paris Hilton was in House of Wax, but she was also in The Simple Life, which wasn't a movie. She was in... <laughs> the answer we're looking for, Nine Lives. What the fuck? Wait, what? As soon as you see the cover of Nine Lives, you'll say, oh. This is a movie that came out. Stacy. The cover, it's Kevin Spacey and Jennifer Garner in Nine <laughs> the Cat movie. Well, that's a, clearly a different Nine Lives. I'm looking up Nine Lives Paris Hilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. She's oh, front yeah. and center, baby. Not like House of Wax. Now she's front and center. I'm sorry. Nine Lives, in which it's the Scream ensemble cast photo style, like poster style, right? spooky face in the background the tagline that says their number is up and then <laughs> cast members paris hilton lex shrapnel <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> wow. well okay well i failed completely today I thought, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one probably, but she's only been in like two movies, so. I knew she was, well, that's the thing is I knew she was in another something, but I had no idea what it was. Yeah. She was in Repo, right? Repo. Oh, yeah, but I try to forget that movie ever happened. Yeah, same. Hey, but Connective Tissue to Last Topping was Sarah Brightman also. (laughs) I know how that worked. Well. Have you seen Nine Lives? No. I said I didn't know it was about possession, and then I looked it up, and it was. Oh, that's true. Oh, they're trapped in a Scottish manor during a sudden blizzard. (laughs) Do I want to see it? I feel like it jumps bodies. It's one of those body-jumping possession movies. They discover an old book that recounts the grisly death of a previous tenant, and then deadly supernatural forces are awakened. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with um, Evil Dead or any of that. Right, right, right. Trope. Well. (laughs) So much for this week's show. (laughs) What a disaster all around. I blame Wrong Turn. We're both dead. I blame Wrong Turn. Um, I guess. I don't know. I would like to say thank you to people who subscribe. On through our website. I mean, obviously, I thank everybody who subscribes to this show and fucking listens to it. Especially obviously. after this episode. No kidding. The last episode in this, we got to come back with a big gangbuster next week. Oh, no. Otherwise, we're just going to, our we're, our listenership's going to drop from seven to zero. <laughs> Don't you love how we do, like, we're on, you're on Evolution of Horror. We do faculty. We get all these new followers. And then we do this. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. We'll be better. We'll do better. We this is we're gonna be best. Uh, we will be best. <laughs> we're gonna try our hardest to live up to Melania at the very mm. least. Oh boy. Um but uh people who th- subscribe through our website with monies, you don't yeah. have to do that, but some people do and thank you. That's crazy. It keeps keeps the lights on here. It's shocking, and it's so very, very kind. Yeah. It, it means a lot to us. Uh, GayLordsOfDarkness.com has all our stuff. You know this. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to tell you. We'll you want to send us an email? Click the thing. 
social medias. Click the thing. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but it's got to be a good one. Oh well. We'll see, I guess, right? I shouldn't I shouldn't. Okay. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time for more! Ha, 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 ha.